Calling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad that you are joining us this Tuesday. Tomorrow I'm going on a nice trip to Colorado. Hopefully I won't get lost in the tundra there and I will survive. Uh, But today we have something special. First of all, we have our wonderful medium, Denise Ramon. I love you, Denise. Hi, I love you too. Hi, everyone. And, of course, we have Eric, and then we have, hopefully, Eric, I love you, Eric, by the way. Um, he says hi. He's, um, he's, he's, um, he says, I love you, Mama. He says hi. He says, I'm Mama. definitely here. Good. So, hopefully, you can bring in Michael Jackson, who apparently has tried to teach you to dance. I don't know if that still holds true or whether he wants to make claim to that. But if you are here, Michael Jackson, it's an honor that you are, and we love you, or at least... I do. You know, um, I thought I really liked Michael Jackson a lot. Um, I grew up with him. Yes. We're the same age, and I just remember watching him. But Eric has Michael here. He's had Michael here um, for about 10 minutes. And um, um, they're both agreeing. So um, Michael Jackson has taught Eric how to dance. And um, Eric is saying that. Eric was trying to say that he is um, he can dance better now than Michael Jackson, and he he's laughing oh. when he says that. So, so I think yeah, I don't just, know about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's I, he he's making me feel like his competitiveness is coming out. So he's he's wanting to claim that, but he's joking, of course. Um, of but course. he says, well, um, you need to come and teach me how to dance, energy. Michael. Oh yeah, of course you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, um, Michael, you have so many adoring fans, and um, I just would like you to just take the mic, so to speak, and tell us anything that you want to tell us, anything that you feel should have been said, anything you want to share with the world, anything you want to share with family, friends, fans, any advice. The mic is yours. Um. Michael is saying thank you very much. He's he's tell, he feels very honored to be um, to be asked to talk. He's um, he just feels very humbled about it. Um, it's almost it's just like the same energy when he was here. He's like very humbled, very um, um, almost like real shy type person is the energy he's coming with. Um, he says that. Um, he he just never realized he says how many lives he touched to yeah. the magnitude of it until he transitioned over and it just um he he just gets amazed and it, it he's showing me how it fills his heart as to how much love and support and that people honor him still um he um and he says, in spite of controversy, how much people have his back and 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 support, um, and how his music is played in so many things. And the way he says that, I feel like his music is in movies, commercials. It's just not on the radio and stuff. But people play his music and everything, and people are doing remixes of his music. Is what he it, he's just very touched at how his music had. Touched 
so many lives because his music is what touched his life and how yeah. he was able to um, express to people of where he was um, and at different times in his life. Um, he says that's what helped him to um, to continue to move forward with his life. And, and he's telling me because he says it's known that his his life wasn't really his life, so to speak. And I feel like he's oh, talking yeah. about about um, just uh, he's he's very modest about it, very, but just of the dynamics of how he grew up. He's saying, you know, so his music was. Uh, he's saying that the music was his family, and it was it was yeah. a way of expressing and being free. Well, let's talk about your childhood. Do you think your childhood had in, anything to do in part with, you know, how you expressed yourself? Did, did it somehow trickle into your music? He says, definitely, definitely. He said, yes. He said, um, he said, in the beginning, and he's showing me when he was much younger, and I feel like under the age of 13, Mm -hmm. It was kind of more, um, he said it was fun in the beginning, but it was kind of more, he felt like he had to do the music. um, And and he felt responsible for everyone else because he knew that he was the, the center of attention, that everybody was looking at him, even though he was, had his other brothers with him. He knew that, that he was um, a big talent. Yeah. Yes, that it was yeah. it was him that was holding the show together. He didn't, but he says he didn't look at it like, oh, look at me, look what I'm doing. It was he said it was kind of a burden almost yeah. um, because he didn't want to let anybody down. So he really um, did it and put his effort into it as much as he did for everyone else because he didn't want to let because he didn't want to let anyone down. He said he. He said his childhood, and now it, it, he says it is what it is. You know, he said it could have always been worse. And he said, so oh, yeah. looking back, he said, he said, you know, yes, you know, there was a lot of um, what he is saying, dysfunctional stuff going on there. But he said, he says, all in all, he said it was a good life. Um, so he just. But do you think that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. He just he just says though that he didn't know how to, I guess like filter through some of that stuff into a more constructive way of how to utilize what was given to him. So, but do you think that dysfunction and so many families do have? I mean, I have in my family too. But do you think that helped spark your creativity and uh, and and uh, the, your songwriting, et cetera? Yes, he says because that was a form of escape for him. Because uh, when he did his songwriting or when he was listening to other songs, you know, that other people would write. Because he makes me feel like a lot of people were submitting songs to him as well. And I'm sure mm-hmm. because people would want him to. But he says it was like a way of him getting lost. So it did. So the songs that he did write, he's saying, of course it helped him because he was able to 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 it's almost like he went into a different state and, um, and just submerge himself and like step out of 
what we call reality yeah. and just get into another place. And he said, yes. And he said, um, his music was, a, was a, um, affected by where he was and stuff. And he makes me feel like um, the when he says that, like he's talking about that album Thriller, like that had oh, yeah. some, that was, um, that was, he got ideas and stuff from, because of where he was in his life about things. What do you mean? Um, that, like, um, just what was going on with his life, um, the struggle, okay. Oh, okay. the the, quest, the questioning, and um, he says, you know, it it doesn't, it's not exactly what, but it helped him to formulate words and helped him to put music okay. together because yeah. it, it, I feel like it was almost. Um, like he could hide behind that and put that into yeah. his music how he wanted to. Okay. Well, what do you mean by questioning? You know that um, he said the question, you know, like about where he was in his life, like the things yeah. that were going on that yeah. he could, uh, he's telling me how he, and the way he wrote the music, it's like he blended things in with his life into his music that people, you know, you wouldn't automatically think, oh, this is what was going on with his life. Because um, ah. a lot of the songwriters write our songs about what's going on with us, but we kind of use different words to camouflage so you won't know exactly what's going on. Oh, a man of mystery. Was there any particular sibling? I'm sure you got along with all of them, I guess. But was there anybody of, in, of your among your siblings that you were closest to and could confide in? They gave you comfort. You know, he's. I don't know much about him and his his closeness to the siblings, but he's saying like, um, but the one that he felt like connected to. Was Latoya, I think is her name, mm-hmm. Latoya. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, she kind of, okay. she kind of went through some of the same things that he went through. They like perceived things, or they would process things kind of the same way. But he was also very. He said he was close to all his siblings, but there was a special connection with Latoya. And he definitely, you know, was uh, with Janet because it was like oh, Janet okay. looked up to him, and so there was a connection oh. there. Yeah. So how did and you get along? Course, with... yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, how saying, did you get along he, with your he, mother? Oh, sorry. That's what he's saying. He said his mother is. He 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 adored his mother. Um, he says, you know, he he felt sorry for his mother in some ways because mm. I feel, and he's making me feel like his like his mother had to play the role and not she like she couldn't use her voice as much as she would like to. Yeah. She just knew when, but he's telling me, but she was very good at knowing when to keep her mouth quiet and when not to yeah. but he also makes me feel like she was the backbone of the of the family regardless of what you hear about the father the mother so, was the one yeah. with the backbone in the family I, mm-hmm. I, I can see that 
Yeah, you know, I could see that. I could see, you know, uh, Joe being all bluster, and, but Catherine being like the the glue. Uh, she what about Joe? All you know, about love. She yeah, taught. She aw. taught us all about love. The what, yeah. how important love is. It is at that. Yeah. So, uh, did you? How was your meeting with your father like when he crossed over in twenty eighteen? He's um, he's showing me like he was reaching out a hand to his father um, yeah. when he was crossing over. So he's makes so that to me he's telling me that he was you know at peace, all's forgiven. There's nothing held. Mm-hmm. Um, he said um, we both took on a very um, what. Uh, he says a um, some kind of a role. He's, it's like they both took on a tough role. It's a lot of um, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of questions. A lot of people. A lot of people talked about our our lives in different ways, and yeah. a lot of um, speculation. And um, he says both both roles picked up a lot of um you had to have thick skin he says to, to have played both of those roles. Oh gosh I can never, he said he said he said he he just never felt good enough. And of course his father was trying to be good enough because his father yeah. had the same insecurities as he did. Yeah. Why did you not feel good enough? Is it related to your upbringing, other lives? Uh it could be just so many things. Because you know what? You were. Well, he, yeah. He said that, um, you know, that was one of the things in this lifetime was he was supposed to get was to to find, um, he says, which that's all we're here to do. But his, he really had to, um, he picked a role of, you know, being famous and working hard, but at the same time of finding that, that inner love from within. And he says, and it's, you know, people think you have it made because you got all this popularity and riches in that. And he says, but that can be a deadly weapon too, because you can hide behind it and it's never enough. And I feel like when he says that, he's telling me like he really didn't get the things that he so desperately wanted. And I feel like that was a strong connection with another human being, like trusting and believing that somebody had his back regardless yeah. because he said everybody always wanted something from him, except there were, he makes me feel like there were a couple of people that didn't. And he's even okay. showing me um, Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, yes. her name Because okay. he's showing me, yes. like, she was a genuine friend and he's telling me um, Liz Taylor was a definite um, genuine friend. Uh, But but he says, you know, a lot of people want stuff from you when you have money. Mm. What about the mother of at least some of the children? I can't remember if they're all uh, the one that worked in the dermatology appointment. I mean, the office. Was she a good friend of yours? He said yes. He said that 
he says, no matter what you hear, she genuinely wanted to give me what I wanted. I feel, and and he feel he makes me feel like they they've known each other from different lifetimes, oh, and so she okay. generally did want to give him children. So, what do you think about how your children are growing up right now? Are they okay? Do you visit them and nudge them and love them? He said. He said yes. Um, he says they've all had experiences with him that where they know that he's still here he's um he's he's very proud of his kids he says because they're um they're choosing their own path which and when he says that it's like i feel like he didn't get to choose his path it was kind of like this is the way you're going this is the way you're going and so exactly. he's saying his children are following, or they're doing, they're creating their own path and following it. Do you have any message uh, for them as a collective or individually? Um, he says, stay true to your heart. Stay true okay. to your heart is what he says. And when he That's says good. that, I feel like, he could only stay true to his heart to a certain degree. Maybe through music. Because, yeah, because he always, because he's showing me that that's how he was able to stay true to his heart. With that, and I feel like um, also with, um, he connected very well with animals. And yes. but I feel like he, he could only stay true to him, to, true to his heart for just moments. Sporadically oh. through through the day, it's, he wasn't able to yeah. stay in that space. He says because be people own you. Yeah, he said yes, it, yes it was, yes it was. But he's really wanting to let people know. He's very grateful though for the life that he had. I, yeah. I, he just he said it enriched his soul is what he's saying. So. Um, I'm asking, was it a soul contract? And he said, yes, you know, yes. Oh, yeah. He, he chose He chose to come in and, and do this. Well, you were a brave soul. But, you know, you had this childlike uh, you know, quality that I thought was so sweet. And, um, you know, sometimes it resonated in your music. Sometimes it actually was the opposite. So it was kind of a very complicated relationship with your inner child. Yes, he said. He's saying yes. That is, he says he's. He said he struggled with that. You he know, struggled he in says, what way? Um, you know, he says it's almost. He's showing me. It's like I feel like emotionally he kind of didn't get to mature, but age-wise he was, so he could never. Oh yeah. He always had to act mature, even though emotionally he was, it didn't catch up with him. And he's showing me he just, it kind of like his growing up years bypassed his childhood, so he didn't get to experience that part. Yeah. And as he's saying that, I feel like that's why he engaged in childlike behavior as he got older. 
Well, you know, I really do think and that a lot of us adults need to be more childlike. Yes, and he makes me feel like as he was engaging in childlike behavior type things, it was another way for him to start healing those parts of him. It's, it oh. was like now I now I get to have this part of me now I you know like playing in the sand now I get to see what it feels like to play in the sand oh. it's like he's gone yeah. backwards and experienced things that he always wanted to. He says it's funny you know the kids idolized me and yet I idolized the kids that were idolizing mm-hmm. me because he because he wasn't able to do the things that other kids got to do because of his popularity. And um, yeah, and and because of he always had to be working. He said he worked from he showed us a very young age. Yeah. So, what do you do there in the afterlife? Now, do you play with children? Do you are you able to engage it in in childlike, uh, or is that no longer necessary? You know, what do you do there? What is your main thing? I guess. He smiles um, when you're saying, what do you do, play with children? He smiles. He um, does love to interact with the, um, he makes me feel like the childlike and angelic energy on the other side. He does like to, um, as he's showing me, it's like his energy blending in with that. He likes to be involved in that. I also feel like um, he he has a he he's showing me how he still has an influence on um children of in need and i feel like um like like um he's showing me i don't know is it first aid something like that or is it St. Jude's hospital some type of stuff like that that he he's still interacting in with that um, with Aww. his energy, and I guess helping that to grow so people will notice it more because he's very much involved in um, um, helping children. Just, uh, yeah, children who are um, not or underprivileged and people and children who are sick, he's just very much a part of that, um, that world still because that is something that. Um, he says was he was very connected to that when he was here through the heart, and that's something that just doesn't leave you. And so he's very he's very active with that. Well, that's so good. And I well, feel like one like, of his, I feel like one of his kids is too in some way. Oh, that's one nice. of the one of the well, boys. Okay, I think that uh, you know you helping to heal children is almost like you healing the the child that you never got to be so he said he said exactly all right so uh you had a lot of plastic surgery done do you regret that uh, you know can you explain uh, you don't have to because this is not supposed to be about voyeurism but just trying to understand you from a spiritual uh from you know, the standpoint of a human being or spiritual being going through the human experience he said um of course you know he said the hindsight you know you can see things differently especially when you 
transition over, crossover. He said, you know, he doesn't regret what he did because people are able to learn from his work, not what not to do. But he says one of the main things, though, that he was able to see was how he just was never okay with being just him. So he was always trying to change the way he looked because he just, it just wasn't good enough. And I, he also makes me feel like there were some people in there saying, well, you, if you change this or if you look like this or, you know, like they're oh. trying, trying to change him as well. So he just kept going in, having surgeries, and that's the downfall, he's saying, one of the downfalls when yeah. you have money, you don't have to think about it uh, because you don't have oh, to think yeah. about, oh, well, I need to wait um, and save or I need to see about financing yeah. or can I afford this. He says when you have money, you don't have to wait. And then you do things that you later like, oh, I probably should have thought out um, more, you know, like investigating it or research. And he says, yeah. and, and then it starts domino. And then you continue to try and correct what wasn't done right. And um, and as he's saying that, I'm telling him, I'm like, you can't recreate what God's source, whatever you choose to call it, has created. And he says, you're exactly right. That's so true. And he says, well, you're a lovely um, man, no matter what you look like. Yeah. So he said, thank you very much. Thank you. And he does appear to me how he looked. um, I feel like before he started, before he filmed the movie Thriller, he's saying this is when I was more my authentic self. Uh, did your father or anybody else in the family or, or, or the people, your handlers, I don't know what you call them, have something to do with your decision to to change your looks? Which is pretty much body dysmorphic syndrome. A lot of people have that. Yeah. He said there were people suggesting that he had it done. But then he says, but then there are also people saying, you know, Michael, is this really what you want to do? Trying to, because they could see the damage being done. Yeah. But he shame on the doctors um, to do it. I mean, that's terrible. He says, you know, he's, he's really saying, um, the doctors couldn't have done it if he hadn't paid because the doctors, I'm the doctor. Operated on Michael Jackson. I mean, that's all ego and greed. There, it's terrible. I wish I had been your friend at at that time. I really would have loved to have helped you through that. But um, maybe another lifetime, right? He says definitely. And when you were saying that, he just smiled so big. It just because it just touched his heart, his Mm. soul energy. It touched his soul energy as you were saying that. Yeah. And and that means a lot to him. He he says it still means a lot to him, and he still feels it when people show how much they love him and are connected to him and appreciate him for him just being him, not being this famous yeah. Michael Jackson. Yeah. So were you uh, was your death 
the way you died, as young as you died, was that part of the contract? He says yes and no, and I and on the way he says yes, I feel like he was gonna die when he did, but he's showing me how. How his transition, I feel like it got out of hand, you know, and it just took it to a whole nother level of how he was mm. going to transition. Mm. And and when he says that, um, he's and I feel like with medicine, with um, with uh, um, pharmaceutical medication yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, was it peaceful though your transition? He said, yes, it was. Um, he said, you know, he he says what he wants everyone to know is he made the choice and the decision to transition when he did. No one else made that decision for him. And the way he says it, I feel like he's saying that in a way to where he doesn't want anybody to take credit for his transition, you know, uh, or for someone like to blame someone. Right. Yeah, he said, you know, they have their own responsibility for whatever they did. But he really wants people to know that he takes it was his decision. And he's the one that takes responsibility when he transitioned. He said um, it was peaceful, he said, because he made the ultimate decision to say, I'm ready to go. Um, yeah. Because he said, you know, people were wanting to keep him here. And yeah. he made what do you the mean decision. No, I feel like um, doctors or close oh, people okay. to him wanted to keep wanted yeah. to keep him here, or keep him alive. Yeah. And he, and this is where he's saying he made he made the decision, the final de- decision to say, no, I'm I'm going to transition, and this is what I'm going to do. And I feel like at that moment he took control of his whole life. Wow, it's how the first he's time he's probably in a long time, right? Exactly, exactly. Wow. And, and he's saying wow. he, his transition was was very smooth because it's kind of like um, this is what I'm going to eat, not what you're telling me what I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat what I want, and he says, and just go. And he. He says it was very freeing. He says his transition was oh. very, um, very easy. And, you know, I don't know about any of this, but he makes me feel like he had a younger sister or something that had transitioned, like when she was little or something. So I don't know if his mother had, like, a miscarriage or something. A boy or a little boy or a girl. Maybe. It's a little girl, oh. a little girl. She he's oh, showing me because okay. there's yeah uh, uh, that was um, waiting for him. Um, oh, that oh, and I oh. say waiting that was greeting him because he says everybody greets you there, you know. And um, it was just he says it was a very beautiful transition. And he says he was glad to get rid of his. He was glad to get rid of his body. 
but it was not a suicide. Well, he says it depends on how you look at it. He said, he goes, yes, it was a suicide in a way because he was doing things that, taking things, oh, yeah. doing things that he did. But like, I'm going to score, but it was like, I'm going to inject more profile because I want to end this. What's that? Correct. Or what? Correct. No, he said. No, he said it wasn't that. Okay. Last it question. And we'll take okay. uh, one more question, uh, and then we'll, if it's okay, we'll take uh, calls from your fans. Um, okay. Well, what do you think about? You know, what? I'm sorry, you're cutting out. What do you think about what? Oh, I'm sorry. I just said. Oh, think about Eric. Are you able to keep him in line? He laughs, and he's got that um, very soft voice. He says that um, he says he says you would be amazed at how what a leader your son is over here. And he's and the way he says it, it's like. And when I say a leader, I don't mean like people who are in authoritative type. Uh, field but it's like Eric is always the first one he's showing me to say to show up and and lend a helping hand Um, he says um, Eric's very busy um, and um, he's he's just shining Eric in this golden yellow energy Um, yeah he just says Eric is a is a leader but he doesn't mean in a dictator type role, or I'm the boss, but just no. He just, he just, he just. Okay, so he's he's not a follower. He he always proceeds. He always knows where to go and knows what to do and when to do it. I'm sorry, you're cutting out. Horrible. But uh, you know, I, I have a question because what you went through kind of parallel to what now. Some people who quote follow me have been horrible, rude, ungrateful, inflammatory. Uh, just, I, I don't know. What sometimes I feel like. Screw it. I'm stopping all this because, you know, it just cost me money and a lot of time. So what advice do you have for me? And it, it has to with this one particular, in this case, one particular medium who has just really tried to take me and Channeling Eric down. I won't mention your name. He, he says this is what happens. When you get in the public eye, he says it oh. doesn't matter what you what you do, what it's for. He says people are always there's always going to be, as we say, a negative side to it mm. where people are doing stuff. And he says, um, look what people do, mm-hmm. and how they behave when it comes to um, Jesus Christ is what he's showing me how people. Or casting stones, even at that stage yeah. to this day, he says the the 
And he said he dealt with that on a daily yeah. basis. Oh, and I'm he so says, sorry. Um, he says the the best thing to do is he's showing me how to shout. He's like, just send them love and light because they're yeah, hurting as well. And he says, um, and sometimes you're just going to have to, he's showing me, it's like you have to take a shower, but it's not like literally a water shower, but just a shower and, and some energy and just, it makes me feel like either like sage yourself or do something or have someone ground you or help ground you and, and talk to somebody who's, who you feel you can really trust so that you can, because you're human, some of this stuff you do take personal, even though you know it's not you. But he says it's hard. He says when you're in the public eye, and he says, and especially doing what you're doing, he says there will always be um, what we call as haters, he says. And that is, he says, and really part of that is helping and teaching you and others to dig deeper within your own self. He says, but the people that yeah. want to take down channeling, Eric, will never be successful unless you allow them. Yeah. Well, um, but it seems like as I've gotten a big following, I'm still my humble, very flawed this slightly broken old woman. And yet now it's like, it's like oh, you know, all full of herself or grandstand or, or Thirty years old, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, 
Eric is telling Eric, Eric is telling me that you find little white feathers, and he wants you to know that is your son letting you know that he's still here, that he's not a hundred percent gone. He's still here. He's just he wants he just it's like he's calling out to you. I'm still here. I'm not gone. And that's what he really wants you to know is that he's not gone. Eric is Does, saying. Yeah, and I he know um, But I, I really okay. never see feathers. Never. But it's okay. Well, maybe you're missing them. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes uh, it I happens. Look for them. I look hey, for all kinds of signs. I even saw make... a wild bird looking at me, you know, once. <laughs> <sighs> well, maybe that's the feathers. But Jonathan, you just need need to make it a little stronger. Jonathan, do you yeah. have any messages for your mom? He's, you know, Eric is saying that he, um, he, he visits you. Do you feel his energy? Because Eric says he yeah. visits you. And, yeah. And he's sure. saying, yes, yes. So he, he's saying, and those visits are like his way of hugging you and letting you yeah. know that he oh. is okay and he's, he's, he's safe. And that's one of the main things he wants you to know is is that he is safe. I don't know if that's something yeah, that you question. What moms want to know okay. what they're doing at this moment in time. Moms always want to know what they're up to. Uh, I know. Yeah. Alisa knows that more. He's doing okay. <laughs> and he's hugging you. What's going on? What job does he have? Um Things mm-hmm. like that, but um, yeah. maybe another time. Well, when it's not on, you know, a show like this one. Okay. Well, he's, well he, he does he, a lot of traveling. Oh, so, that's nice. So I don't know if he liked traveling when okay. he was here, or is that something he always wanted to do? But oh, Eric is letting me know. Eric is letting me know that he he's doing a lot of traveling. Oh. Alba, thank you for calling, okay? Thank you so much. You bet. You're welcome. Maybe we can talk to you more with Denise. Keep up with this, okay? Love you. Okay, love you, Alba. Bye. Love you. I've known her for... She's a sweetie. Really a sweetie. (sighs) Okay. um, We've got somebody from the 734 area code next. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, good. Thanks for picking hey. me. You are so welcome. What you got for us? Um, well, I've been having a really bad couple of years, really the most of a decade actually. Oh gosh. Um, and every time I hope and try to make things, you know, better, they actually things, you know, get they get progressively worse and worse, and the past couple of weeks, I've really just sort of hit my last straw, and I just, um, I really don't want to be here anymore, honestly. Really? So, and, um, yeah. So, Michael, Eric, what have you got to say to him? Well, Eric says this is when you, this is really when you're at your best time, because now you're all out of it's almost like you're all out of, um, I know how to do this. It's like Eric says, now you're at a place where you can just say, 
you can just say F it and now just let everything else come to you. Don't force anything to happen. Now just let everything come to you. And Eric is telling me to let you know, and I feel like with Michael backing him up, now is the time for you to just let go of everything, and now things can start coming to you. Because he's making you feel like you are trying to make things happen. And now Eric Mm -hmm. says, now you just let go of it, and now allow the things to start coming to you. Eric and Michael are both are saying, now's the time for you to just hang in there and just let the universe provide for you. Let the universe bring you these things now. Well, I mean, I tried doing it. Yeah, I mean, I tried doing that for a while, and, you know, it, it, things really didn't change, so I don't know. <laughs> Eric says because you always had in the back of your thoughts this isn't going to work out. This doesn't ever work out. You have to be careful in your thoughts. Now you can just say, I've tried everything. Now let's just see what the universe brings me and don't have any expectations. Yeah, I mean, thoughts have power. They create reality. If you think mm-hmm. nothing ever works out, it's going to happen. Instead, say, Everything works out for me. The universe gives me abundance. The universe has given me abundance. So you want to look into Ali O'Shea's Law of Attraction workshop. It's actually very amazing. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. something that you might want to consider. But, okay, so when is this all going to happen if he does what you and Michael say, Eric? Eric says the minute that he lets go of the outcome of everything, He's then it's like him opening up the door and then letting the universe start bringing it in what he wants. But he says you get very specific on how things are you want things to be or how you want things or time frames and stuff like that. Eric says now just let go of it and just say okay let me see what the universe brings me. And of course do your sometimes it brings you sometimes sometimes it brings you something better than your expectations dictate. Oh, much better. Let go Eric, and let go. Now, now, Eric oh. says now you've stepped out. You've opened up the door to let the universe start bringing what you really, truly want within your heart. So, and as Eric's saying this, I feel like yes, go ahead and you know get up in the morning or evening, whatever you do, to go to work and do stuff, you know, and do that, and you know, wash your clothes and stuff like that. But don't it don't have any expectations of what's supposed to come. You know, like somebody's supposed to drive up in your driveway and sweep you off your feet or whatever. He says, just allow the universe to bring this in for you. Um, um, I don't. Are you looking for a new job? Um, not not currently, no. Because I feel like you there's going to be job? a new job coming. Yeah, because I feel like there's going to be a new job coming your way soon. Oh, really? Well, that's mm-hmm. good because I don't really like my boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just stresses me out. He just keeps on piling more and more on me. And like one of the other my, or co-worker, he's leaving because of the stress. So. Yeah, Eric says let go of that. Just let go of that. Uh-huh. Because when he, yeah. as you let go of that and, and just like I'm going to see what the universe brings me. 
and let go of it. Okay, so, I, so I shouldn't be. Yeah. I, I shouldn't be looking for a new job. One a job will just pop up for me, or. Well, you can continue to look for a job. Well, I, I, I'm not. Cur- I'm not really looking for one. But okay. Okay. Eric says there's one. The, there will be a job that comes your way. I don't know if it's word of mouth or what. Okay. He's saying. He's saying one will come your way. Okay. Mhm. Okay. Is there anything else that he has advice for me? He says. Don't get caught up in other people's energies and take it that it and make it your own. He says, because mm-hmm. that's what makes you. That's what puts things on you to where you. Um, he says that's where your depression comes from is because you're picking up on other people's energy and making it your own. He says, practice giving that stuff back to them. Okay. And as he's saying that, I feel like that's with your boss, you know. Mhm. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. You take care. All right. Yeah. Hello? 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 Can you hear me now, Elisa? Okay. I got booted off. What the heck? I tell uh, let's go ahead and uh, very quickly go to our next call. Um, let's see here now. Uh, I got lost a little bit here. I would put it off. It makes no sense. I'm not happy about that. Um, okay. Oh. Now I can All right. About that. Okay, now we have somebody from the 516 area code. Hi there, how are you doing? Sorry about all this mess up. Hi, Elisa. It's um, Nancy from Long Hi. Island. How are you today? How are you, Dennis? Hi, Hi Nancy. <laughs> um, Hi, I have one. Hi, Eric. How are you? I love you. He says hello. Both are waving. Hi. And thanks for your help, Eric. Thank you so much. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I have one question for Eric because my brother, I didn't get a chance to ask for him. So I don't know if he's reincarnated or if he's still on the other side. I just want to talk to him a little bit, if he can. Okay. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now, clearly, yes. 
Okay, okay. That's good. better. That's um, better, yeah. Okay, good. Eric says, um, you know, even if they we do incarnate, you can still connect to their energy on the other side. That's that's not a problem. He said, so don't worry about if they've incarnated or not. Um, but he's um, Eric's bringing over. He says, I have a junior here. I have a junior here, and he's asking like, Aww. like, yeah. like he's asking. Yeah, we were so close. We were so close before he passed. We were so, so close. Tell him that I love him and I miss him. I always think about him, especially, like, you know, when things go wrong, because even though he he wasn't the first brother, but he was like the, you know, he was like the glue to the family. That's, That's the way I can put it. It was a big blow when he passed for us. Uh, do you have? So fear? Do you I, I want to ask him if he has anything to say to me, yes. even though I've yeah. seen him in dreams. You know, he says um, one of the things he said is that um, when you say he was the glue, he says that he makes me feel like he's been intertwined in everybody's life. Many many lifetimes were to where y'all were very close. He also is saying that he was um, very intuitive when he was here. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And he's saying so he was able to connect with each member's soul in the family, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what people were drawn to. Is that um, he says? He, wow. He says he's still very much connected to every member in the family. And he says, you also connect to him on the other side. Yes. Yes. Do you sing a song? Because he's showing me how when you're singing, he's very much with you while you're singing. So do you sing songs or sing them in your head or something? Oh, yes. Especially the song that he used to love when he was here, song he used to like. Each time I'm singing that song, I said, oh, I miss you so much. He died so young. He wasn't even 30 years old when he passed, so. Oh my goodness! Well, he, well, he's there singing. He's he's there with you, singing that song with you, and he he wants you to know. Um, oh. He hears you when you sing this song. He hears you, whether if it's only in oh. your thoughts or if you sing it out loud. He's there oh. with you at that moment. Each time I think of him, I sing oh. that song, and I'm thinking about him. But thank you for that. Wow, tell him I love him. I love him. I love him. Nancy, Nancy, this is have have sweet dreams based on that, girl. Sweet dreams based on that. Calling in, sweetie. What is it? Bye. Bye. Thank you. you Have sweet dreams dreams. with that memory. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for calling in. Definitely. Thank you, everybody. I love you guys. I love you, Eric. Bye. They love you. Either, we love you, too. Take care. Oh. 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 Okay. We have somebody from the 409 here. What are you doing? I've got my little granddaughter, Arlene, sneaking around here. Hi, Eddie. We're going to go camping tomorrow. But who we got here? Hi, Elisa. It's Eleanor. Thank you so much hey, for Eleanor. taking my call. Betcha. Hi, uh, so I called. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I called about four weeks ago, 
Um, I had a case with my husband. He passed away when I was 14 weeks pregnant. Yes. And then I had the baby and his parents sued me after falling out. And uh, Eric and my husband came through and told me to um, basically agreed with you to lead with love and make amends. And I did. And it's working out. It's working out very well. I went back to work. Um, oh. And his mother, his mother's elated, just so happy. Uh, she's taking care of the baby uh, while I work. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, that is so it's, um, sweet. It's, yeah, she's feeding her cereal and like sending pictures, and it really helps because oh. my mom has problems, and I was relying on my mom to get, help me get in the swing of things, and my mom backed out like the last minute and stuff. So yeah. It was like. It worked perfectly, you know, for everything to be okay. So she um, would like it very much if um, we could be close again in geography. Um, I am strongly considering moving. Um, My husband helped me tremendously with my son. He has autism. He's high-functioning, but he potty trained him, taught him how to ride a bike, swim. Um, And uh, the move... uh, could possibly disturb his academic progress. He's headed for general education in the next year yeah. or two. I don't know um, if anyone has any advice on that. I would really appreciate it. Um, there, I want you to know they're all ecstatic on the other side of the project. Oh, yeah. they, they just want you to know they're very ecstatic. And um, oh. Eric is telling me that your energy has shifted so much. I feel, and, I feel and that's the and 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 that's the one thing that um, children who are on the spectrum or who uh, who have autism or Asperger's they pick up on energies. They feel all of that, and that's why everything is so sensitive mm-hmm. to touch for them. He's telling me. So with your energy, um, the way it has smoothed out is the way Eric is showing me and that that your son picks up on that and that helps him to calm down and feel more uh, feel safer I guess would be a better word or feel more grounded like he's connected um uh oh because Eric keeps shifting so Eric says start talking to him a little bit at a time when you know like where you're going to move or where you would like to move and just start talking to him about it a little at a time. Eric says the transition will do him, he will do well with it because you're going to be doing extremely well with it. I'm so sorry. Oh God. No, that's okay. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I'm so sorry. I have two other people that I promised to get on, but I couldn't. I'm so sorry guys. But next time, and I love you guys. You guys check out Denise at DeniseRamon.com. And Eric, I love you. Michael, I love you. You guys out there, except for the haters. Ah, I still love you too. Whatever. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.